Wednesday, August 18th, day four, part B, 10.13 a.m. Ugh, good. I slept in because I didn't go to sleep until about 1.15 a.m. I don't really like staying up late anymore because the older I get, my sleep is even more important than ever, and I need a lot of it to function and just feel happy. I woke up to a text from Henry apologizing for not responding well to the sexual interest conversation that he started and sharing that he's sick and he's afraid he has COVID and that he really hopes he didn't get me sick. Hell. Huh. Okay, well, we sat outside, but next to each other at a bar for about 90 minutes with animated conversation. Now, we were both vaccinated a few months earlier. I just grabbed my cachet of lavender on my bedside table. Well, I could still smell at least. I texted him back saying, I'm sorry to hear that he's sick and to hang in there. I also woke up to Instagram comments from a local woman in politics who called me a Cuomo apologist because of my essay on male sexual energy. I actually laughed out loud at the absurdity of it. But I was also annoyed as shit because I am fed up with a lack of nuance and critical thinking around some topics in feminism and social justice, which just then shows up as self-righteous attacks. And the whole big picture sucks because I know shitty things have happened to women to create these kinds of self-righteous reactions. But when their wrath is projected on me, after 28 years of activism and committing myself to a life of actively researching and addressing these topics in people's lives and making a positive change, yeah, I just want to say a big fuck you. I want to explain a bit more about the essay I wrote. I knew it would be a controversial blog about male sexual energy and whether it has any place in the workplace. I went into the blog and writing it thinking that, no. It has no place in the workplace, and men should be more responsible around that and shut that shit down. Through the process of writing the piece, though, and talking to others, I challenged myself to dive deeper into the complexity of male sexual energy. You know, for me personally, I do not walk through everyday life feeling much sexual energy. I'm not wired that way. It's not that I'm shut down. I generally don't even have to be mindful of that because, like I already said, unless I'm in the early stages of a sexual relationship with a guy I'm really into, I don't feel it that much. I guess in general, I'm just neutral. But over 25 years, I've read so much research and talked to so many clients and friends that I know that there are some people and many men who walk through the world with a relatively constant underlying sexual energy. I consciously have to work to put myself in their shoes so I can be better at my work and a more compassionate human. As a feminist, I was trained to vilify this kind of male sexual energy, and I have felt like a victim of it many times. But I've heard enough interviews over the years with trans men who started taking testosterone, who previously identified as feminists, who then suddenly felt like the enemy because they were now heavily sexually objectifying so many random women that they saw. Our hormones and neurochemicals can be incredibly powerful. Anyway, me paying attention to my sexual energy for my personal sexual well-being like this week, and for me paying attention and learning about men's sexual energy and how other people experience it and move through the world, all of this makes me better able to serve my clients and speak to audiences. And it's a vital part of me being responsible and open-minded and knowledgeable and effective in my career to really help people. 
And I am using the best of my mindfulness skills right now to notice where I feel the Cuomo apologist comment and that woman's negative comments. I'm feeling it in my chest and down in my solar plexus. It feels tight. It also feels prickly. Like it's really uncomfortable. It's a little hard to breathe. And now I'm working on cultivating some self-compassion with kindness and warmth towards myself, towards this uncomfortable feeling that I'm having. Okay, I can feel a little bit of a spreading warmth in my chest from that. And I'm thinking about and appreciating and feeling compassion for all the others who put themselves out there publicly, challenging the binary views on complicated topics, even when they know they may be attacked and criticized for offering nuanced perspectives. <sighs> okay, I still feel the discomfort inside me, but it's not as strong and not as icky. That's the power of self-compassion exercises. So thank you, Sarah at Compassionate, for teaching me those. 11.35 a.m. I walked the six blocks to a cafe, since a friend is repairing my bike right now. I dressed a bit differently than usual. I'm trying on different looks this week. I'm wearing a tight white tank top with some necklaces, long, dark blue jean shorts with a black and silver belt, my usual black flip-flops, and a cute gray hat. <laughs> At least I think it's jaunty and cute, and I haven't worn it in a while. This is more of a gen of 10 years ago look. And it feels fun and interesting to revisit it, actually. As I walk, I'm imagining the gif of the naked cartoon woman in the sky shooting her vagina beam. So I imagine this for me as I walk down the middle of the street. One of our streets in Pacific Beach is still blocked for pedestrians for COVID times. As I'm listening to a podcast for public speakers. Because, you know, I can learn about work topics and be embodied in my vagina, right? A dad in a bike helmet and cycling attire passes with his daughter trailing on her bike. He nods at me as he passes. Is he just being neighborly? Or does he feel the energy I'm shooting from my vagina beam? At the cafe, I make eye contact with a couple of guys who were appropriately aged, but nothing happened there. And I didn't have any other interactions except with the female barista. I just realized that I've discussed or mentioned this seven-day challenge to several men this week, but no women. This is probably because I identify as 98% heterosexual, and I'm looking for feedback from men about how I show up to men. Anyway, I need to talk this week to some age-appropriate female friends about this all. I was texting with a new friend about hanging out sometime soon, so I suggested Saturday evening. Maybe she could be my wing woman on the last night of this wacky week. 3.33 p.m. I just finished with a client couple on Zoom. I'm often working with couples around some of the heaviest, most complicated, most uncomfortable topics there are. But sometimes when they are particularly open and I'm particularly on, things flow so well. And it's an incredibly creative and rewarding experience. I can feel their stuff and help them translate it to their partners in terms of what they're struggling to feel, to own, and articulate it. And sometimes when it really clicks, there are tears of appreciation and smiles of validation. I've felt that flow today. It's not sexual, but it is open, curious, present, risk-taking, and creative. And when I'm also sexually open in my personal life, all of those things are a lovely accompaniment to that. 5.18 p.m. 
I just finished with the usual Monday, Wednesday, Friday Zoom COVID class with my sister and some friends. Today was just three of us. The other person was a guy. And we did a reverse pyramid, which tends to be a more rigorous exercise day in a good way. I thought about my sexual energy at one point and realized that I didn't want my sexual energy to be any part of my exercising. It's a distraction from feeling present in my body when I want to feel strong, athletic, focused, and pushing myself. And it was kind of shitty to realize that it could too easily make me feel self-conscious in my body and how it looks, which never helps with my athleticism or happiness. It's definitely a result of societal training as a woman and tying my sexual energy to my sense of whether my body looks good enough. Blech. Which made me think about the Tokyo Olympics that just passed and all the various news topics around women's bodies, black women's bodies, and women having the courage and societal support to stand up in new ways against existing outdated rules or social norms that impact their comfort in their bodies as they compete. The Norwegian women's handball team, who were fined for breaking the regulations by wearing shorts instead of bikini bottoms. And the German women's gymnastics team, who wore full-length leotards instead of bikini-cut ones. The black female swimmers, who fought for the right to wear a new kind of swim cap that worked with their natural hair. The female beach volleyball players, who I see tugging at their suits to keep them in place to literally cover their asses. They are fucking competing at the top levels of athleticism in our world. How about we support them in not feeling self-conscious in their outfits so they can wear outfits that aid in them competing optimally at this level and not detract from that? Yeah. 6.22 p.m. I'm texting a new guy who I matched with on the Facebook dating app, which I mostly hate, but occasionally give a chance to. He's not even in San Diego, but I'm being open-minded this week. He's mid-50s, cute, professional, smart. We seem to have some interests in common. So messaging is actually interesting. And he really cares about humor, like talks about humor and the importance of it. So much that he seems almost to be overemphasizing it, which may be a red flag because, I don't know, something feels off about it. And he apologized that he's dealing with a family issue tonight, but sent his phone number and asked if we could phone or Zoom tomorrow night. Okay, another opportunity to proactively flirt and play with my sexual energy. 7.35 p.m. I just plopped down in my low beach chair on the sand in Pacific Beach for live music and movie night. I gotta say, I really wanted to stay home and relax with Netflix, but not this week because one... I can't flirt with anyone in person, alone, at home. And two, you live at the beach, Gonzalez, so go be on the beach, even if alone, because this weekly Wednesday summer music movie thing is actually a really cool thing. And I'm not even interested in the movie, but I got here early to listen to the music while I text guys and type on my iPad, because that's apparently what I do now. About a block before I got to my beach destination, I was walking, a massive white pickup truck with two men with gray beards paused before turning right into a parking lot to allow me to cross. They were definitely looking at me. And then the driver called out something that sounded complimentary when he drove by, but those trucks are freaking loud, and I didn't hear what he said. 
So I smiled in appreciation because he had a smile on his face. But like, God knows what I just smiled to. Like, your ass looks hot in those jeans. Because I did get a sense it was some kind of commentary on me. Which obviously is inappropriate to yell from a window to a stranger. And could be really creepy. But the number of compliments I get from anyone about my body has steeply declined in my 40s. It was kind of messed up and not ideal. But this week, because I'm trying different things, I'll take that imaginary compliment from the inappropriate men in their truck. And I walked on with a bit more swagger in my ass. I do have to say, this level of chronicling the ongoing stream of consciousness around these topics in my head is more exhausting than I would have thought. The act of typing, articulating things that usually stay in my head or only come out through a spontaneous vomit of words when with close friends, it's hard to do. It's hard to articulate at this level. And oh my God, is it a good reminder for how important ongoing mindfulness practices are. Because my inner conversations are nonstop. So it's helpful to be able to articulate these thoughts and insights in this context of learning more things about myself and challenging myself. But like, it's a lot. Okay, perhaps it would be better if I just relax to the music and give myself a break. I know I'm not staying to watch the whole movie. Happy Gilmore? Is that like a golf movie with Adam Sandler? So I'll probably leave early. And if I'm being honest, at least half the reason I'm here, it's because I thought they sold popcorn. I even went through a bunch of backpack pockets before I left home to scrounge together enough cash to buy popcorn. But there's no popcorn stand, just coconut water and a food truck. Damn it. And it's a really young adult crowd, and they sometimes annoy me. So working behind my iPad, it actually kind of feels good. Plus, as I previously mentioned, I'm a three on the Enneagram personality typing system, which means productivity and efficiency feeds me. Insights from learning about the Enneagram, I actually took an intense eight-week online course on it last year, helped me see just how much I like being productive and efficient. And now that I'm here alone, I see that this really isn't the place to just start up a conversation with a group of folks without seeming like the weird older woman on the beach, which we do have a fair amount of beach weirdos here that I kind of love. But, you know, at least I'm not rollerblading in a thong with a live snake around my shoulders. There's a group of three young women. Two of them actually match with cut-off jean shorts and cropped black tank tops. And the other one is in black yoga pants and a full red top. They're sitting on a beach blanket about 10 feet in front of me. One of the women just asked a young man sitting on the sand near them if he was alive for 9-11. And he responded, well, yeah, actually, I had just been born. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was in grad school in Albany, New York. September 11th was pretty horrible. And now they're explaining to this guys, who I think are Brazilian and have never seen Happy Gilmore, that Happy Gilmore is an American classic movie. Is it? Really? Maybe you shouldn't be ambassadors for what is classic American. There are two guys sitting on the cement seawall that's about 12 feet to my right. I glanced up twice when looking around the area. One guy with a dark, heavy beard, age appropriate, seemed to look at me as well. So I closed my eyes and just swayed to the music and shot my vagina beam towards him. And then I thought, good lord, this level of caring about this is exhausting. Which is something I know my clients feel sometimes, and I totally get it. 
So I went all Dr. Jen on my own ass and reminded myself to reframe this as fun and interesting and to stay open and curious. And it most definitely does not have to quote unquote work or be perfect in any way. 8.34 p.m. Okay, put my iPad away. I'm going to stop being snarky. It's time to relax. Sexual energy open for what it's worth. 8.38 p.m. iPad back out. I thought the movie started at 8 p.m., but there's still music, which is nice. But now I have to pee. Jesus Christ. Maybe maybe I could just go home, pull out the old air popper, and watch the rest of the last episode of Firefly Lane? Because that is research. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, this is unexpected turn of scenery. The three young women who are asking the Brazilian guys about September 11th. Well, I glanced up because some movement that was odd or interesting got my attention. One of the short jean shorts crop top young women, she's actually on all fours, leaning towards the red shirt one. And the red shirt one is stroking her arm in quite a sensual way. Oh, son of a bitch. She just reached over and brushed several times over the left nipple of the woman on all fours. Like, like all casually. Are they, are they doing this for the Brazilians or for themselves? Oh shit, she just did it again. I keep looking around and no one else is paying attention or noticing. So I, I think I'm just witnessing a little public sexy time. And I am quite personally a fan of nipple play. And watching this feels really visceral. Not gonna lie, it's kinda hot. I can most certainly feel my sexual energy right now. (laughs) Well, that was unexpected and surprising. 8.43 p.m. Good God, four dogs around me all started barking at the same time. That's it, I'm out of here, I'm going to bed early. 